the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I was thinking on the way here how glad I was on a day like today that I got to come in here and spend this time with you guys because I got to tell y'all, you know how it is when you've had a bad day, you've been kicked in the teeth, something bad's happened to you, you know, misery loves company. You want to go to your friends, you know, and you want to share with your friends if, if some... You know, dude or woman's, you know, dumped you or, you know, you got a bad grade or you didn't get the sale and, you know, that your bonus was counting. You know, anytime you get bad news, you want the comfort of your friends. And I got to tell y'all, I'm down today. Y'all know I'm a happy warrior. Our old friend Peggy Costian, you longtime Andrea Kasia listeners remember a good friend of mine, Peggy Costian. She always said I was a happy warrior and I am, you know, because I, I, I stay in, I try to stay in a state of gratitude. I try to stay in a state of optimism. Because I know that we have the king on the throne who really is is ultimately in control, and that's what gives me peace. But I got to tell you, as somebody that has spent so much of my life focused on and fighting for love of country and having so much respect at one time as a kid, having a dream of being a justice on the Supreme Court and Remembering as a kid watching this movie that was about Sandra Day O'Connor, the first Monday in October, and just growing up having so much respect for the Supreme Court and for this country, and to be spit on, to have my face spit at today, to have America's face spit at by the Supreme Court of the United States was about as much as I can take and keep a smile on my face. I want to hear from you guys, though. 888-344-1170. I know many of you are still optimistic that there's a pathway forward. There's always a pathway forward. Whether or not there's a pathway forward for President Trump at this point to be inaugurated on January 20th is not something that you've heard me say since Election Day. Going into this election, I never said President Trump was going to be inaugurated in January 20th. I was asked, do you think Trump's going to win? I said, I said, it's going to come down to the amount of fraud that takes place in this election. And I said the night before the election, whatever happens, our battle does not does not end with this election result because Trump faced two opposition parties when he went to D.C. And both of those parties were as opposed, if not more opposed to him now after after four years of the successes that that man has brought to the American people. In spite of the Republican Party. 
They still, both parties wanted him out. And shame, shame on the once great institution of the Supreme Court of the United States. I'm glad he's back with me. He was gone through most of the week. Unfortunately, he's back for a really dark day. I'm not going to sit here and tell y'all that I think. Do I think before I bring in my man, because I'm going to I'm going to pose this question to him when Arizona shot down the head of the Republican Party the other day. I said, we've got to stop relying on the courts. The courts cannot be relied on. I said, at the lower level, and it remains to be seen at the Supreme Court, there are still pending legal cases. I do not believe, as I sit here, that there is any court that is going to come in and rescue because the Department of Justice is as corrupt, if not more corrupt than we knew. It's, it's as corrupt as the FBI. It's probably the most corrupt institution we have at every level, and I think the Supreme Court proved it today. I do not think that the courts are going to do anything to solve this problem that we've got. They're not going to do anything to return the stolen goods to the American voter. They're just not going to. Do I believe that the state legislators, at every one of these contested states, it's the Republicans that are in charge of these these state uh, legislations, these state houses. Um, I said at the beginning it's going to come down to the Republicans, and I cannot have confidence in that. But the man who stayed confident, who who, who tries to keep me, has tried to keep me optimistic, is back with me tonight after missing much of the week. And of course, I'm talking about my partner in crime here, DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, I I don't have it in me to play any schnazzy liner. Um, I'm not going to lie; I'm like you. I'm pretty down today. I expected no. I I demanded more. From the Supreme Court, no matter how they could have decided to at least have the guts to hear the case, because there is so much evidence. I don't want to hear that there's that there's no evidence, that there's, there's not enough concrete evidence. No, you, they needed to man up and do what's best for the country. And today they did not do that. And I'm actually probably more angry than I am sad at this very moment. I, I am both because I'm sitting here. I... When Joel Pollack was on the show the other night, I said I expected them to um, take what I thought was the easy way out for them, which would be to hear arguments and then kick it back for them to not even do that. You had one job. You got one job up there. You didn't even have to Supreme Court. You didn't even have to weigh in on Dominion. You didn't have to. You didn't have to even think about the thousands of American citizens who signed affidavits and went at all these hearings and described the fraud that took place. You didn't even have to think about any of that. All you, you all you had to do was one job. Supreme Court of the United States. It is your jurisdiction to hear complaints between the states. It's your job to do that. When one state files a lawsuit against another state, it's your job to hear that case. And this had nothing to do, actually, with any of the fraud. It had to do with the states trampling the Constitution of the United States with having state legislators, governors, or secretaries of state going around the state legislators and changing election law, which is unconstitutional. So basically, the Supreme Court decided they weren't going to pay attention to the law. They weren't going to do the law, I guess, is against the law or... Um, somehow, I guess the Supreme Court of the United States isn't involved anymore in paying attention to whether or not the Constitution is being followed. So I guess the Supreme Court might as well start becoming the new judges of American Idol or the voice, because if they're not going to hear cases that have to do with the U.S. Constitution being upheld, which is really their only job, then what are they there for? What are they there for? And you know what's even worse? The three conservatives who rejected the case wouldn't even bother to hear it are the three Trump nominees 
Amy Coney Barrett, Kavanaugh, and Gorsuch. I expected Kavanaugh to do this. Y'all know I said from day one in the hearings, he was a weasel. He turned right around after being accused of gang rape. He turned right around and discriminated against men by hiring an all-female uh, uh, clerks, uh, ships, or whatever you want to call it. Gorsuch, you know, he holds his finger up to the wind. Kavanaugh, by the way, I also, I also didn't trust him because he, when uh, the governors, when a lawsuit was filed saying that in the state of California, the churches, that there was discrimination going on with the application of the shutdowns, he didn't want to hear it. He wouldn't even he wouldn't even take it up when it was his day to decide whether or not they're going to hear it. He smacked that down. So, no, I never trusted Kavanaugh. Amy Coney Barrett, I said at the hearings. During the hearings, uh, we discussed it, didn't we? Potato skins. Yeah, and I looked at it differently and I'll admit that I was wrong. I had more faith in her. I, well, I, I, I said at the time she was overly obsessed with all these internal checks and balances against her own belief system to the point where I said that's a problem. Because that in and of itself is a flaw. Because you have to have a belief system. And if you're so obsessed with making sure that your belief system isn't a part of your ruling, then what you're really doing is you're really implementing a capitulation in a sense. You're removing, you're being brought in. You're being nominated because of your belief system, because you are a constitutionalist, because you are a conservative. And if you're going out of your way to deny your own conservatism with to your rulings that in and of itself is a point of view that's a problem and i believe that's a, that's what she did here because what ultimately that's about is it's about concern of i'm noted to be a catholic i better make sure that there's nothing at all in any way shape or form that's no religion where, in this decision yeah yeah so what what that is is it's actually implementing the very issue that she's obsessed with avoiding and that was a problem with me. And I don't know if I'm articulating well because I'm really, really No, angry. you are. But here's the good news, too, uh, Republicans. Um, I guess now we don't have to worry about the Democrats trying to pack the courts because there's no need. Oh, you and I were talking about that uh, off the air. And I thought, well, great. And, you know, now they're going to pack the Supreme Court. No, they don't need to. No, they don't need to. We always get it wrong. Just like, just like you know, the Democrats always, you know, pretend that, that a conservative or a Republican nominating a, a, a justice is somehow going to affect Roe v. Wade. Please. We can't, even, we can't even get one to uphold the protections of churches at a time in which you can congregate in a Walmart but not in a church. In fact, the entire shutdown charade that's going on in this country is unconstitutional. We don't have one Republican doing anything about it. This is a really crappy day for the Supreme Court thing to happen because it comes on the day also in which we find out that the Republican Party passed through the Senate a veto-proof majority of the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act, that specifically, they intentionally withheld what Trump wanted involving big tech. He wanted their protections removed from them so that they could no longer suppress, deny conservatives and Christians and Republicans our First Amendment rights. That's a threat to our democracy. What, one of the things that, they, that uh, denying, uh, removing those protections would have prevented was also them doing things like they did with New York, New York Post, taking down, control the message, and you control minds, and you can tr- control the outcome of the elections. The Republican Party does not care. We have We have nobody. This is also the same week in which we, we had Josh Hawley arguing with Bernie Sanders, partnering with Bernie Sanders up there arguing for continued shutdowns. 
Of course they were arguing for continued shutdowns, which are unconstitutional, because he's up there acting like he's doing something for for these business owners, bragging about trying to get them $1,200. That woman up in L.A. spent $100,000 for her restaurant for outdoor dining. Screw you and your $1,200 check, Josh Hawley. We are, if, if you want to talk me off the ledge and tell me, there's a reason to be optimistic. What, what, at what, 55 times now, courts across this country since the elections have shot down legal challenges from a variety of different standpoints. We know the fraud has happened. Our Department of Justice at the court level, whatever level it is, is basically saying we don't care, which means we have no rule of law in this country. We are a constitutional republic. We depend on, the Constitution depends on free and fair elections, and we don't have it in this country. Make no mistake about it. We don't have it. Do you really believe the Republican Party is going to step in and do the right thing at this point? Have they ever? When have they ever? If you're in Georgia right now, what are you thinking? Supreme Court, look what these Republicans did. The NDAA, the past. What's going on with these shutdowns? Where, the, the Republican Party's argument for you, I was listening to Steve Dace today, and he was absolutely brilliant on the blaze. And he was talking about Georgia, and he was talking about how the Republican Party's argument is always, we're not as evil as the other people. You got to vote for us because we're not as evil as, as the other people. But they never do anything. They don't, but they don't actually do anything proactively for us. The only one who ever has is Trump. And they couldn't wait. The Republican Party can't wait to get, wait to get rid of him. So you're in Georgia right now. You're really dying to go vote. You're looking to go and we got to keep the Senate for what? Supreme Court justices? Is that our reason? Really? Steve Dace is like, he used the best analogy today. He's like, the Republican Party's only argument is we're not as bad as the other guys. He goes, it reminds me of this movie. Remember this movie? It's the only movie that's ever scared me as an adult. The babysitter. He's like, this is like you're the babysitter and you get a phone call and it's the cops going, the, kill- the caller is in the house. The killer is in the house. Remember that movie? It's called. Don't, uh, no, I haven't seen that one. The, yeah. Um, to watch it this weekend. Don't forget to check the children. Yeah. No, it's not. I know what you did last summer. The killer is in the house. The cops are calling her and telling her the killer's in the house. That's the Republican Party, and and their only argument to, for to vote for them at this point is that it's safer in the house than outside. That's not a reason to vote for them. We got to be thinking about Plan B at this point and where we go from here as a country. Because right now we're this ruling from the Supreme Court of the United States. And please feel free to call me and tell me you don't want to hear this or that you've got or or that you disagree with me. But basically. We have no rule of law in this country anymore. The Democrat Party has been allowed to steal the election and nobody gives a crap. And including the Supreme Court of the United States. We are officially a banana republic. I'm going to take a break. We come back. We'll continue this discussion. We can even Google the name of that movie. I think it's... Have you checked the children? You haven't seen that movie, Skins? No, never heard of it. That's a must-watch for you this weekend. Have you checked the children? Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um 
some amazing comments on Facebook Live, but I'm having trouble being able to. They're always messing with uh, my my feed here. I, uh, just want to read a couple comments. There was one by Elaine, if I could find it, um, who said that the Lord is on the throne. And that's that's a great comment because we, we need to always remember that. You know, we can, um, I, 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 I want, I'm, I, and that's one of the things that we were talking about before the show, wasn't it, Potato Skins? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, this is disheartening, I feel like I've been punched in the gut, um, I really don't see a positive path forward, but at the end of the day, like my, my son, who I'm actually trying to get to call into the show, but he doesn't, he's a little busy at the moment, uh, he, I called him shortly before we went on the air, and he was still very, very positive, he said, you know what, he's like, yeah, this didn't go the way we wanted it to go, but at the end of the day, the the God's still in control, and if He wants a miracle to happen, a miracle will happen. Right. I mean, that's the that's the the, the key thing. There's a difference between always being optimistic and understanding that the that being hopeful and understanding that that the Lord is ultimately in control, and we need to pray at the same time. As I always say, that Christians um, we don't get engaged enough and act if from a standpoint of being active. It's like we want to pray and then give it up to the Lord and just you know as though we don't have to bring anything to the effort. And so, but the, and I also so while I always stay hopeful because of the Lord, and I know that ultimately His will is what I seek as a Christian. At the same time, I feel like I have to be honest with my analysis and tell you what I see is probable as opposed to what's necessarily possible. Is it possible that the courts or the state legislators might step in and do something? Yes. Is it probable? No. Because one of the reasons why we talked before the show, I have been right in so many of these big issues. Spot when on. so many people get angry about it, they accuse me of being negative or whatever, and it's like, I'm just being accurate. It's with, real. I'm just giving you my analysis. I said Bill Barr was a mistake from day one because I said he was a deep state, you know, so deep state swamp dude what do you think's gonna happen when you bring somebody who was the ag 40 years ago and all of his besties are the very people he would have to be investigating what do you think's gonna happen jeff sessions practically cried at the hearings that somebody would call him the r word i mean you cannot expect people who have who have been hanging out with and practically family spending holidays with these people to actually oversee them so much of what's going on is if you under my analysis is based on not only observing and been studying and and being steeped in what's going on with our country, but it's also based on just understanding human nature and the many years that I spent and being taught psychology because in corporate sales, you got to be able to, you got to know how the mind works. You got to be able to get inside somebody's head and crawl around what makes them tick, what motivates them. How do you persuade this person to come to your side so that you get them to buy your product or service you're selling? So I've just, you know, and so if I come across as negative, I just got to call it the way I see it based upon my experience and I've been right. Yeah, you've been right 100% of the time. And then I think back to these, you know, these million MAGA rallies that we had and all the people that showed their support, not just for Trump, but especially just having a fair election. And you know that the Supreme Court obviously saw the footage. So they're basically, in my eyes, this is the way I look at it. They said, you know what? They spit in the eyes of the American people and they said, we want nothing to do with this. Well, they're hiding behind the fact that they don't want to get involved in politics. Well, I'm so, I, 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 I'm, I apologize on behalf of... of 
the 19 states, which is how many millions, 74 million Americans voted for President Trump. And unfortunately, Supreme Court, I apologize for the fact that an election is political. Whether and you unfortunately, like it or not. Yeah, we couldn't take the politics out of the lawsuit because it involved an election which is political. So you, you had one job to do and you refused to do it. Here is what... Uh, uh, Colonel Allen West's response was, who's the head of the Republican Party for the state of Texas, and I need to get him back on the show. It's been a while since he's been on. He said the Supreme Court, in tossing the Texas lawsuit that was joined by 17 states and 106 U.S. congressmen, have decreed that a state can take unconstitutional actions and violate its own election law, resulting in damaging effects on other states that abide by the law, while the guilty state suffers no consequences. This decision establishes a precedent that states can violate the U.S. Constitution and not be held accountable. Um, this decision will have far-reaching ramifications for the future of our constitutional republic. Perhaps law-abiding states should bond together and form a union of states that will abide by the Constitution. The Texas GOP will always stand for the Constitution and the rule of law, even while others don't. Brilliant uh, statement. So basically, the the entire job of the Supreme Court of the United States is to uphold the Constitution. And basically, they decided to allow states to um, violate the Constitution, denying 330 million Americans. Because let me tell you, you as Democrats, you have no idea what the outcome of this election was any more than anybody else. 300. This doesn't just affect the 74 million Americans that voted for President Trump. This actually affects 330 million Americans because we now have no confidence whatsoever. If you have any confidence in the outcome in our election system, you haven't been paying attention or you know that it's corrupt and fraudulent and you just don't care because you think your guy won without giving a crap because you don't understand that going forward, we have nothing in this country if we don't have free and fair elections. You have nothing as a Democrat if we don't have free and fair elections. Welcome to Venezuela. Welcome to Venezuela. We are now officially a banana republic. It does not mean that ultimately the fight for this country is over. We, it, In fact, this may be the opportunity that we finally needed. Maybe instead of President Trump joining with the Republican Party, he had started a third party. Because the, both, the, the Republicans and the Democrats set it up to where really it made it almost impossible for a true third party to emerge. It would need somebody who could self-fund, who had a movement of enough people to back him to suck at instead of I think we we need to we need to forget about Ronald Reagan his thing of we need a revitalized Republican Party that was 1982 we're not there anymore we now have a Democrat Party that is openly communist that we need to go scorched earth we need to we need to have a fire in our belly as much as the Democrats uh, Kyle Becker formerly of Fox News was tweeting out today the Republicans need to do this they're not going to they're not going to Maybe it's time to just, and I'm throwing this out there, we've got to continue to fight. We can't save this republic. We're now a post-republic America. We're a post-constitutional America. We now have an opportunity to take our country back, but it's going to take every one of us MAGA people to actually get active. Bob Walters will be here in a minute. He's active. He's doing what he can. The bat- so much of what's happened in this country is because the Democrat took over our schools and Republicans and conservatives and Christians haven't bothered to even pay attention to what's going on in the schools like Bob. We got to be running for office everywhere. We got to be using our voices. We got to be going to this Republican Party and say, you're not going to get another dime from me, you Republicans. You're not going to get another dime, RNC. You're- don't come to me if you formed a PAC. 
just align your pockets and get some recognition for yourself because you're planning on running for office down the road when you've been a part of the problem for years here in the state of California. You know, if there's anybody that can create a third party and be successful and make it actually viable, it's President Trump. And we need to be, and and I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can get Scott McKay. He posted on my Facebook, he's from the Hayride in Baton Rouge. He's posted an, uh, an article on the Hayride about what we need to do in a post-Republic America. And I think one I di- didn't have a chance to get into, I'm going to look at it over the weekend. And I'm going to start thinking myself, because we, we can... We, the country doesn't have to be gone permanently. We're in a bad place. We're in a post-republic America. We're in a post-constitutional America. But we got enough in this MAGA movement. To, Millions. To, to, we, we got, we, 74 million Americans legitimately voted for Trump. We don't know how many actually voted for Biden. That is, they got to try, they're, they're trying to, they, they had to steal it from us because they're scared because they know that we have the majority in this country want to make America great again, that don't want this. So how about these 74 million Americans go, you know what? We'll, we'll take a few of you Republicans with us, Jim Jordan, Andy Biggs, and the rest of you, you Mitch McConnells and you Cornyn's from Texas and you Ben Sasses and you Mitt Romney's and you Mike Lee's and all the rest of you. How about you guys go off? Uh, how about you go off somewhere? Because we're not going to give you another dime. We're going to primary you and we're sick to death of you. You need to be gone. We're going to take a break and we're going to be gone for a quick moment. We come back. We're going to bring in Bob Walters. Thanks to many of you who tried to watch on Facebook and comment there. I wish I could read all your comments, but Facebook isn't cooperating with me. But don't go away. Bob Walters will be here when we come back. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I'm going to go to the phones real quick before I bring in my buddy Bob Walters. Alan from Chula Vista is on the line. I think he wants to tell me to calm down because he's thinking I might have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> I hate to see you down like this. I look forward to listening to you every night. And it just I just want to remind you that sometimes you have to step back mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and keep your own sanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just relate a personal a story and Briefly, okay. I was in a major accident 20 years ago and broke both legs. Oh, and and I had a Christian orthopedic surgeon, and what an experience that was! It just uh, touched my life, you know, gave me my life back. And my primary doctor said, "I don't think you're ever going to be able to walk again." So anyway, the surgeon gave me my life back, and I went in to see him one of the last times uh, uh, after the surgery. And and I told him he sent me home some, with some real strong painkillers, and I told him I said I didn't have to use any of those. Do you have any explanation for that? And he just said, count your blessings. Hmm. And ever since he said that, I always think, you know, you need to go back and look at what's positive in a situation so you don't get so wrapped up in the negative that you you lose traction, so to speak. You're not accomplishing anything. And so maybe that's the thing to do is just, you know, when you go home tonight and you're feeling down and, and think about the good things. Like, I'm glad we have a person like President Trump that had four years in the White House. If it had been a Democrat, think of where we'd be today. And uh, let's see what We're else. We're not giving up yet. We're not giving up yet. I just sent off, off a donation to that election defense fund today. And we'll, we'll see where it all goes. Um, it's, it's like if you're chased by the Roman army and your back's up against the Red Sea, what do you do? You, can, you can't do anything, and, and God comes through somehow. 
Well, I think we. I think that the. Two, I'm so glad you called, Alan. First of all, I love that story because I know so many doctors um, that you know are honest and say that uh, that are Christians because they've seen medical miracles. They've seen things that they can't explain, and so and and I and I thank you for sharing that positive story. I think that and I'm glad you called because I uh, when I get fired up like that, I, you know, I got to exercise the demons. You know, it's a way of not you know internalizing and turning it on myself. Um, I, I, it's, 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 um, it's Jesus turning the table over in my opinion. I think that we have, we have, we have a right right now to have some righteous indignation and then we, then we got to get calm and then, then we've got to fight. And I think that, I think that we can, we can do two things that two things can coexist at the same time, righteous indignation and, and determination. And I'm never going to stop fighting for this country. When Ronald Reagan said our freedoms are never more than a generation away, he was right. And we had to fight for him. And he was right. And unfortunately, we're here because, you know, so many Christians and conservatives and, and you know, we just we, we haven't realized the extent in which the Democrats were really working to take us over from within. And I think anger can be a really good motivator. And I feel like I feel like I owe it to my friends and my family and my little nieces. I got a seven and a five-year-old niece and I feel like I owe it to, to them to do everything that I can to fight for this republic the greatest country in the history of the world I'm grateful every day that I was born into this country and I was born into poverty but I but I still grew up loving this country because where else could I at least have opportunity to rise up out of poverty you know and I look at everything that this country has accomplished the greatest humanitarian force for good in the world this little new little country that we've got we have, we are the country that invented all of the world's greatest technologies we're the country that saved the world we've been the world's police force the world's military we saved the world from nazism communism we provide all the humanitarian aid we're the greatest country on the face of the earth and I'm never going to stop fighting for it and Alan I appreciate you and I thank you for calling and those just remind you those are the yeah. blessings we need to remind ourselves about Yes. Not, not lose sight of those. That's right. Thank you, for, thank you for getting me balanced and thinking positively, Alan. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for being there, too. Thank you. And that brings me to my buddy Bob. One of the things that I'm appreciative for is that there are Americans out there like Bob, who's a successful businessman, who, who you know, decides you know, to dedicate his life and his time outside of his business to fight for this country. And that means fighting against what's going on in our schools Thank you, Bob, for for what you do, and thank you for being here tonight. You're welcome, and uh, do keep the faith. We'll get through this one way or the other. We will. First of all, an observation. Um, I got a report that uh, in China, 195 million kids are in school full-time. And in Europe, of course, every major country, all the kids are in school. Why not us? It's, It's a question that we need to ask ourselves and push the school districts to do something. The CDC directors say school is one of the safest places for children in this pandemic. Even Fauci agreed with that. But meantime, 80% of the schools and the students are not having classes, which is a shame. Anyway, a couple of good points of news to bring to your listeners. Hillsdale College in Michigan is now made available classic children's literature course, which runs for a couple of months and the kids can, parents can get it for a free, for a $100 donation. And it's great for young children to hear stories and, and novels from Aesop, uh, Robert Louis Stevenson, and many other children authors. And it's a $100 donation, and you get this for some months, and the kids can sit and watch it and listen to great literature they wouldn't otherwise be hearing in school if they were in school. That's a great idea. 
Yeah, it really is good. Getting back though, I, I wanna I don't wanna just gloss over what you said initially though. hundred and ninety five million kids in China in schools. You know, yeah. this this crap of oh, follow the science. There's no f- science being followed with these shutdowns. This isn't about science, this is about control. And we're we're literally killing kids. I reported last night on a sixteen year old in Maine who took his life. And we're having yeah. that happening more and more and more across this country on top of children being abused. Uh the science is clear that we are creating mental health a mental health crisis in this country and our kids with these shutdowns. It's really the truth. In fact, we're the only major country yeah. that's got 80% of the schools closed. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> that's a shame. Yeah. Anyway, moving down, uh, health and education, sex education, opt-out forms and procedures. There's an organization that put together with some federal research how parents can fill out a form to keep their kids out of sex education in public schools when the schools do open up again. And I'll tell you how you get into it. uh, Apparently it's under federal law that any parent can opt their kid out if there is a class or a discussion on sex behavior and attitudes. And so the form for that, which is mandatory by the federal government, can be gotten by uh, people getting a hold of letparentsdecide.org. Let parents, I'm writing that down, letparentsdecide.org. I'm going to put this on Facebook. Okay. And you can get the instructions and you can get the actual application to fill out and hand to the school when school starts up again to keep your kids out of this horrible sex education situation. I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I see so many different, you know, tweets from people saying, oh, you know, reason number, you know, 900,000, you know, to homeschool. Not every parent has the luxury of doing that. We've got so many parents out there that just that have to get back to work and they have to keep their kids in public school. And so then what do they do, you know, to keep their kid from being subjected to this curriculum? So I thank you for that. LetParentsDecide.org. It's good news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> need a little now and then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Getting into some of the college crazies. And there's, okay. there's a few items today. Okay. Um, first of all, UCLA just hired for $300,000 a year a chancellor to run the civil rights division being set up on campus. There's no known racism on campus. So this adds to the huge administrative cost of getting an education there and running up big student loans to pay for it. But at the same time, Ironically, UCLA aims to become a federally designated Hispanic-serving institute by 2025. And to do this, they must increase Hispanic enrollment to 25%. So they're going to enroll kids based on their color and their origin, despite just having set up a director for civil rights and discrimination prohibition. Oh, my god! Is that crazy? Yeah. It's just like... <laughs> It's, where's, where's the sense in all this? It's crazy. Anyway, <laughs> a few other things okay. worth mentioning. Um, the federal, uh, the feds are canceling the annual achievement tests that they normally give every year to know where the kids are as a nation until 2023. So they can kind of hide the bad school news of the shutdowns and what impact it's had on these kids. It's a shame, but that's where it's at. There'll mm-hmm. be no test until then. And the school district in Washington has decided to charge, change all grades to mark up one level. And for kids who totally failed and didn't ever do the remote education, they're going to get a C. Anyone with a B gets an A. Anyone with a C gets a B. 
What is it? Well, d- d- okay, let me let me get this right. So these ki- these kids, you know, nobody got taught anything. So they're but they're they're just so they're just going to go and change the grades. They're going to okay yep. if you failed, we're going to give you a C. If you got a yep. D, we're going to give you a B. You know how how come I didn't get get to get in on that when I was failing tri- trig when I was in high school when I was getting a D in trig? No, I had to get a I had to get like a tutor to help me get get my grades up. Dang it! Yeah, and just imagine how it's going to help <laughs> hurt these kids to to get into the next grade and they're not prepared for it. Or when they grow up as an adult, what lesson have they learned here? <laughs> what and and think and and what are we paying our taxes for? You're sending your, yeah. your you're sending your kids or you're sitting your kid down in front of the laptop at home for the online schooling and you're actually thinking your kids are learning something and then they're not and so they're just passing these kids along. They would be better, Bob, if they would just be honest and say, you know what, this year is done and everybody's going to have to repeat the fifth grade or everybody's going to have to repeat the yeah. sixth grade. They would be better instead of lying. Which is what they're doing. They're proper, per, they're perpetrating a fraud on the parents and on the taxpayers that they've actually taught something. That's fraud. It, it is. And then you got think of the taxes we're paying. That you've got millions of teachers who, for ten months, are getting full pay, really on a vacation schedule. Right. Now, and I will tell you that we had a caller after we discussed this last time, Trish from San Diego called in and said how much how hard she's working. She's a conservative. I would say, Trish, that that uh, I'm sure there are some that are working real hard out there for the kids. But when you've got in some areas, 30 percent of the kids never hear from a teacher. You're you're the yeah. exception, and we're and and it does. We're, we don't mean to insult the good teachers out there, but we've got to report on what's really going on on mass, and it's a major problem. Anything else, I Bob? Agree. Before we have to let you go, yeah, yeah. To make it quick, to wrap you up, is LGBT lobby is pressuring Biden, which is bad news, to cancel any Christian school accreditation if they don't accept homosexuality, abortions, and other beliefs in their teaching and school practices. Now, is this is in Christian schools? Really destroy all the Christian schools and colleges. Yeah. Well, let me make sure I understand. So he's basically saying that in in private schools. Yes. That, and that he will he, he will strip them of accreditation if they don't teach things that go against their religious beliefs. Correct. Wow. They make them abandon their biblical beliefs in hiring and in teaching both. And cut off any federal assistance or funds and guidance they get from the federal government. Wow. So it'll all be gone. Uh, anyway, the only other thing I got is early education blueprint for California kind of fell short this year. And it really had done much to help young preschool students. Um, it was designed to help preschool kids all get an education ahead of going into kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And since March, 400 child care centers have closed. 5,700 licensed family care centered homes have gone under, leaving thousands of parents with kids in a lurch. And the federal has spent and wasted $8 billion on this, and there's nothing to show for it. 70% of all the kids are without any preschool education at all. So. Well, preschool that's education. All good, that's all the good news. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, preschool education. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you know, we, we've got to talk about this. We have to become aware. You know, I mean, how many people? But until you start doing these segments, I had no idea how bad our schools were. I had no idea how the government was wasting our taxpayer dollars. How much it was overreaching and indoctrinating the minds of of, of American kids, and that this is really the battleground, and where you know so much of our country, you know, is shifting, you know, into you know this. You know, into as a part of the cult, cultural Marxist 
movement to transform America. So we, we've got to we've got to make people aware of it. And then then we've got to get active. We've got to do something with this information. We've got to be going to these school board yep. meetings. We've got to be running for the school board offices, running for city council, running for county supervisor. We, we've got to get active beyond um, just what we've been doing. And I thank you for your activism, Bob, and for always uh, doing what you do for us. I appreciate you. Well, you keep doing what you're doing. Thank we you. We all appreciate you. All right. Have a good weekend, my friend. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to take a little break. We come back. We're going to wrap it up with this week's Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week and try to find a, a few yucks. We'll try to yuck it up before we... Got anything you want to yuck about, DJ? Potato skins. <laughs> sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's show. I love Emerald Robinson uh, for Newsmax. By the way, I'm going to be on Newsmax Monday morning at uh, 635 A.M. San. I, I don't remember if it's six thirty-five. It's it's the crack of dawn for me. <laughs> long day. It'll be a long day. But Emma Robinson tweeted out the same judges who declined to hear. Uh, she's the White House correspondent for Newsmax. The same judges who declined to hear the Texas case because they didn't want to get involved in the twenty twenty election had no problem ruling earlier this year that half of Oklahoma was an Indian reservation. So spare me the theatrics about their diffidence. Um, yeah, Mark Levin, you you had a caller who said caller called and uh, was listening. To the great Mark Levin, I love him too, and said that he will never speak to another Supreme Court justice ever again. Well, you know, I don't think that that's going to matter. Unfortunately, I don't think they care. They care about protecting their institution. When this first came up, I said I didn't. I didn't really have any faith in that. They they're all about uh, you know protecting their institution. They're no different or better than the FBI, the DOJ. That's that's what it's that's what it's come to. And uh, the military, the Department of Defense, it, you know, is is also corrupted. So the left has managed to corrupt. Um, pretty much every institution that we've gotten. It's been, we're literally at a place to where it's us versus them. But you know what? There's 74 million of us Trump supporters and Trump represented a movement. It's not just about Trump. This isn't a, this isn't a cult of personality thing. This is about a movement of wanting to preserve the greatest country on the face of the earth. And that is not going to go away just because. They might get away with stealing this election from President Trump. And that's why, as angry as I am tonight with the Supreme Court, don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted, as my gals Diamond and Silk would say. That doesn't mean that I'm giving up. I may I may say that it's not looking good for Trump to get inaugurated in January. But as I said the night before the election, we must be prepared to fight whatever happens with this election. The fight must go on. And I have said that and said that. And President Trump, it, and this may end up being... To our to our better in the end, because if he doesn't end up getting inaugurated, if they steal it from him, then I hope to hell he starts a media company that puts Fox News completely out of business once and for all. And if you're still watching Fox News, I got to wonder why, because when this Hunter Biden stuff, I stopped watching after Chris Wallace interrupted Trump, interrupted Trump and started talking about. Uh, Hunter Biden, why are you still watching Fox? And then Trump can uh, also um, take the MAGA movement into a third party to the better. Um, I'm going to probably self-medicate tonight with a pizza and a cake. But then I'm also going to continue to take my bounce in nature. 
because while I might eat naughty, I still try to eat right a good percent of the other time. I try to exercise, get plenty of rest, and I take my balance in nature. Ten servings of 31 fruits and vegetables a day, three fruit capsules, three veggie capsules, and I've never felt better. So listen, you guys, I love you all. Thanks to the callers. Thank you, DJ Potato Skin. Always. Oh, you know, and we're just going to continue the fight Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. We ain't going anywhere, are we, Skins? Staying right here. Here with the Rick President Trump. Stink of the week, SCOTUS. I got nothing to add. You're right on, man. Slam dunk. Slam dunk. See you next week. That's right.